Welcome to the Austin Reynolds Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, Austin Reynolds. And today, we're going to break down a lot of sports. Today, it's going to be a packed show. I hope y'all enjoy it. Today, we'll be talking about Georgia football. 3A regions, 1-3A games that were played this past week. Talk about Major League Baseball scores from last night and where the standings are as of today. We'll talk about the NFL preseason games of week two from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we'll talk about the NASCAR events this weekend and what's going on this past weekend and what's going on this coming weekend. But without further ado, we'll start in prayer. We'll get into it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another beautiful day. Thank you for another Monday to start out the week. Pray everybody has a blessed day at work. Pray everybody has a great week and that we give everything to you, Lord. And I pray that you bless over, look over us and keep us blessed and keep us in your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Excuse me. Y'all, sorry. But today we're going to start off in Georgia football, which I'm doing the League of 3A. So I'm doing 3A every year from now on. And we're going to start off in Region 1 as Monroe High School was hosting Mitchell County. As Monroe High School was able to pull out a very close victory, winning 21-14. to Very competitive game, and Monroe was able to edge out. Then it was Carver, the defending 3A runner-ups in the state championship, heading to Harvard Hardway High School, beating them soundly 41-10, to as this game wasn't even really a battle. Then it was Dotary High School taking on Westover. After a lot of people expected this, actually a lot of people expected this, I expected this game to be bigger than what it was. It was a very competitive game with Dotary edging out 28-21. Then it was Thompsonville High School taking on Brooks County as both of these teams was coming up very good years with only two losses. But Brooks County was able to soundly beat Thompsonville 42-7. Then we got Crisp County, who was hosting Dooley County. As Crisp County would have a very defensive-minded game, winning the game 17-6. Then it was Columbus heading over to Northside High School as they got soundly beat 42-7. Now we're going to jump into Region 2. As Upson Lee was taking on was hosting Union Grove High School. As Union Grove High School will put another very defensive battle with the exact same score as Union Grove would win 17-6. Then it was Peach County heading over to take on Baldwin as Peach County would soundly beat them 50-20. And I made a mistake on the Jackson. I thought they was taking on Eagles Landing, but it turns out Jackson does not have a game until this Friday. Then it was Pike County hosting Temple. As Temple would soundly beat Pike County 41-18. to And the Northeast game versus Mary Persons was postponed. As I said, Jackson had an open week. That was my mistake. The schedule was all weird. They were saying one thing and then they showed the wood playing. But that's my fault. Then we go to Region 3. As Liberty County was take was headed to Southeast Bullock. As last year, Liberty beat them 28-20. to and this year, they would end up beating them again on the road, 33-29. to 29. Then it was Beach 
High school, taking heading to Bluffington High School as they would soundly get beat, forty-two to thirteen. Then it was Savannah County Day High School taking on Winders Forest, as they would shut them out thirty-one to nothing. Then it was Savannah Christian taking on Hilton Head Christian Academy, who won their state title last year, going thirteen to zero, as they would beat them. As Savannah Christian would beat them fifty-four to seven. Then Calvary Day would head to Islands High School as they would soundly beat them as well, 49-6. Then Johnson would, would head on take the take on would, would travel to McIntosh County Academy, playing a very competitive game, but would ultimately come up short 20-12. And then, then it was Long County heading over to Toombs County as they would get shut out 21 to nothing. And the teams that had an open week this week was Groves High School. Then we go to Region 4. At Saline was hosting Heritage High School. At Saline would come up short, losing 34-20. Then Academy of Richard County would go on to take Veterans High School as they would lose a very close game, 23-20. Then we got Harlem High School who went on to take Green Barrier as they would, as last year, they had a very competitive game against them. They won 29-25 this year, not so competitive. With a 27-7 victory. Then it was Habatabai High School take on on Westside. As they would soundly beat them 32-3 on the road. Then it was Cross Creek hosting Butler. As Butler would shut them out 30 to nothing, improving having a better team than they did last year. Butler went 0-10 last year, but started the season off 1-0. Then it was Morgan County heading the social circle. And Morgan County was soundly beat them 42 to 18. Then we go to Region 5. As the defending 3A state champion Cedar Grove was heading to Bainbridge as they would beat them 16 to 7. Then the defending runner-ups, sorry, I said these two different teams. This is Carver and 5A and Region 5. They was the defending 3A state champions runner-ups, not, not the other Carver. I apologize for that. But as Carver would be South Cobb on the road, 22-6. to six. Then Sandy Creek was hosting Newman. As Sandy Creek would pull out the win, 38-27. to 27. Then Douglas hosted Mays as Mays would shut them out, 35 to nothing. Now we're in Region 6. As Lakeview 4, Oglethorpe would host Gilmer. As Gilmer would soundly beat them, 32-13. to 13. Then... Cahua Creek was hosting Murray County, who left the region this year. As Cahua County, as Cahua Creek would shit blow them out forty nine to seven, and then Bremen would tip ahead to Hurd County, and Bremen would come out in a very close game, winning fifteen to thirteen. Then Lafayette would head to Chattanooga, as Lafayette would soundly beat them forty two to twelve, and then Ringgold would would take on. Would host Heritage as Heritage would beat them 31 to 17. And Gordon Lee was taking on Tryon High School as they would get beat up 45 to 19. And Ariesville and Ridgeland would both be on open weeks. Now we're in Region 7. As Pickens County in their first game in Region 7 would go on to take on the road to take off Snorrisville as they would lose 27 to 15. 
And then Lupton County would host Riverside Military Academy as they would completely blow them out 61 to 7. And then it was Dawson County taking on hosting Jackson County as they would win 28 to 21. Then Westland was hosting Mount Vernon as they would beat them 31 to 7 in the Battle of the East and West Hall. As West Hall would host East Hall as last year West Hall won 48 to 21 as East Hall would but East Hall would defeat them this year 19 to 14. Then it was White County hosting North Hall as White County would win 35 to 14. And we're in Region 8, the last region of 3A, as the defending region champions, Monroe Area, will go on to take, take on Logansville, as Monroe Area will just come up short, losing 45-39. And Hebron Christian Academy's first game, 3A, would go on to take on Chesity, as they would beat them 63-13. to And then Franklin County would host Madison County, losing 35-6. to then Hart County would head to Elbert County, one of the biggest rivalries in Northeast, and have a very competitive game. But Elbert County would edge them out 31 to 28. Then Stevens County hosts Habersham Central in a very turnover minded game. As Stevens County would be trailing for most of the game, but end up winning this game 14 to 3. And then Oconee County would take on, would host Norfolk County in a very big rivalry as Norfolk County would edge out beating them 16 to 13. That does it for the first week of high school football in 3A. As I will be going through the schedules and breaking down everything for the games this week. And I will have my predictions for y'all when the games Thursday morning. And then again next week on Monday, I will tell y'all who won in week two of 3A football. Now we're going to jump into the NASCAR scene real quick as the truck series did not have a race this week. As they are in the playoffs in the round of ten, as they have two, as they have one more race, which that would be this, which will be Friday, September the ninth, as they will race at Kansas Speedway. As right now, playoff wise, it's Chandler Smith. It's Chandler Smith in first place. Zane Smith in second place, two points behind. John Hunter Nemechek in third, five points behind. Grant and figure in fourth, seven points behind. In fifth place is Ty Majewski, who is 12 points out of first. And in sixth place is Stuart Friesen, who is 17th. And in seventh place is Ben Rhodes in eighth, who is 27 points behind. And Matt Crafton in eighth, who is 45 points behind. And the two and the two spots that would be out as of now are Carson Hodovar, who is only three points behind the cut line, and Christian Ethics, who is only six points below the cut line. Now we're going to jump into the Xfinity Series as they raced at Watkins Glen. And they have four more races after this race before their playoff starts as they will start off in the round of 12 at the Watkins Glen. We're going to start off in this one. As in the first stage, it was Sammy Smith. Doing the part-time draft for Joe Gibbs in the 18, winning stage one. And then William Byron coming down to the Xfinity Series from the Cup Series would end up winning stage two. And Kyle Larson, the defending Cup Series champion, would end up winning the race at Watkins Glen. 
as the play as the standings for them right now. No, no, I'm just gonna run through the list of this one because they're not in the playoffs yet. I'm thinking what the playoff things are looking right right now. As Ty Gibbs is in first, Noah Gregson's in second, and third is AJ Amendinger, fourth Justin Algar, fifth Josh Berry, sixth Austin Hill, seventh Brandon Jones, eighth Sam Mayer, ninth Riley Hurst, tenth the defending champion Daniel Henry, eleventh Ryan Sieg, twelfth Landon Castle. And it's that and below the cutoff line, 13th, 39 points behind the Shelton Creek, but he can still get in if he gets a win. Now we go in the Cup Series, who have one more race until they go to the playoffs. And, of course, the last race of the year is the Daytona 500. With the, not Daytona 500, Daytona night race, which is a wild card race because you never know what's going to happen at Daytona. As in Stage 1, Chase Briscoe would pick up the Stage win. Then in stage two, Joey Logano would pick up stage two. But sweeping Walkins Glenn would be Kyle Larson picking up his second win of the year in the Cup Series. As the same way, I'm just going to break down the playoff standings. So they got one more race left as they have 15 different winners this year. As it goes to that, we'll break down who's in what place. First place is Chase Elliott. Second is Kyle Larson. Third, Ross Chastain. Fourth, Joey Logano. Fifth, William Byron. Sixth, Kevin Harvick. Seventh, Denny Hamlin. Eighth, Tyler Reddick. Ninth, Christopher Bell. Eleventh, Chase Briscoe. Twelfth, Kyle Busch. Thirteenth, Kurt Busch. Fourteenth, Daniel Hemrick. Twelfth, Kurt Busch. Thirteenth, Daniel Hemrick. Fourteenth, the rookie Austin Cedric. 15th, Alex Bowman, and the guy that has not got a win who's holding up the last spot, Ryan Blaney. And you know, all and off the cutoff line, who's the closest person to get it. We, he would have to win this weekend to get in, or Ryan Blaney would have to play finish almost dead last. And it's Martin Truex Jr., who is 25 points behind. Now, next week, the Cup Series will be racing this Saturday at Daytona for the last race of the playoffs. And this Friday, next finish series, we're racing at Daytona. That does it for NASCAR. Next Monday, I'll break down the weekend's races. Now, we're going to jump into Major League Baseball. We're going to break down the games of who won last night and what pitcher won, what pitcher lost, and what pitcher got to save, and what the standings are looking like as of now. As it was the Houston Astros heading to Atlanta to take on the Braves, as the Houston Astros will pick up their 78th win of the year, winning 5-4. to four. Jose Aquiti will pick up his 12th win of the year, a, tie, a 12th win of the year, which has him tied for 10th in the most wins in baseball. And then Dylan Lee would pick up his first loss of the year for the Braves. And Ryan Presley will pick up his 25th save of the year, which puts him ninth in the league saves. Then it was the Milwaukee Brewers traveling on to take Chicago Cubs as the Milwaukee Brewers will pick up their 64th win of the year, winning 5-2. As Brent Suter will pick up his 5th win of the year for Milwaukee. Rowan Wick will pick up his 6th loss of the year for Chicago. And Taylor Rogers pick up his 29th save of the year, which has him tied for second in all of baseball for Milwaukee. 
And it was the Cincinnati Reds going on to take the Pittsburgh Pirates. As the Cincinnati Reds will pick up their 48th win of the year, going nine, winning 9-5. to As Mike Minor for the Reds will pick up his second win of the year. And Zach Thomas, Thompson will pick up his 10th loss of the year for Pittsburgh. Then it was the New York Mets taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. As the New York Mets would edge at the Philadelphia Phillies 10-9, picking up their 79th win of the year. As Trevor May will pick up his second win of the year for Philly. David Robinson will pick up his first loss of the year for Philly. The other one was Mets, sorry. And Edwin Diaz will pick up his 28th save of the year, having him sixth in baseball for the Mets. Then it was the Los Angeles Angels taking on the Detroit Tigers as the Detroit Tigers will shut out the Los Angeles Angels for nothing to pick up the 47th win of the year. As Edward Rodriguez will pick up his second win of the year for Detroit. And Johnny Montani will pick up his eighth loss of the year for the Angels. Then it was the Kansas City Royals taking on the Tampa Bay Rays as the Tampa Bay Rays will win 3-2, picking up their 65th win of the year. And Sean Armstrong for the Rays will pick up his second win of the year. Jose Kulis will pick up his second loss of the year for Kansas City. And Pete Fairbanks will pick up his fourth save of the year for Tampa Bay. Then it was the Toronto Blue Jays taking on the New York Yankees as the New York Yankees will win 4-2, picking up their 74th win of the year as Lou Trevino will pick up his second win of the year for New York and Adam Timber will pick up his fifth loss of the year for Toronto and it was the Texas Rangers taking on the Minnesota Twins as the Texas Rangers will shut out Minnesota 7-0 and pick up their 55th win of the year as Cody Artia will pick up his first win of the year for Texas. Joe Ryan will pick up his sixth loss of the year for Minnesota. And Taylor Hearn will pick up his first save of the year for Texas. Then it was the San Francisco Giants taking on the Colorado Rockies as it would go to extra innings with San Francisco pulling out the 9-8 victory in the 8th inning, 11th inning. And picking up their 60th win of the year as they're one game away from being at 500. As Dominic Leon for the Giants will pick up his fourth win of the year. Jake Bird will pick up his fourth loss of the year for Colorado. And Zach Little will pick up his first save of the year for the Giants. Then it was the Seattle Manners heading on to take the Oakland A's as the Oakland A's will pick up their 45th win of the year, winning 5 3. As J.P. Sears will pick up his fifth win of the year for Oakland. Louis Castillo will pick up his fifth loss of the year for Seattle. And Austin Pruitt will pick up his first save of the year for the A's. Then we got the Miami Marlins heading on to take the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers will pick up their 84th win of the year, winning 10-3. As Ryan Pippett. We pick up his second win of the year for the Dodgers. And Sandy Altera will pick up his eighth, sixth loss of the year for Miami. Sorry. Then it was the St. Louis Cardinals taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. As the St. Louis Cardinals will pick up their 69th win of the year, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks 6-4. to four. 
As Jake Woodford will pick up his second one of the year for the Cardinals. Joe Mantiply will pick up his fourth loss of the year for the, the Diamondbacks. And Giovanni Galeas will pick up his 12th save of the year for, for Seattle. I mean, for St. Louis, sorry. Then it was the Washington Nationals taking on the San Diego Padres. As the San Diego Padres will pick up their 68th win of the year, winning 2-1. to one. And Sean Mania will pick up his 7th win of the year for San Diego. Patrick Corbin will pick up his 17th, yes, 17th loss of the year for Washington. And Nick Martinez will pick up his 5th save of the year for San Diego. Then in the last game, because the White Sox and the Guardians game was postponed because of rain and the, and the makeup days to be announced, but it was the Boston Red Sox taking on the, the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles will pick up their 63rd win of the year, winning 5-3. As Conal Perez will pick up his 7th win of the year for Baltimore. Matt Barnes will pick up his 4th loss of the year for the Red Sox. And and Felix Batista will pick up his eighth save of the year for for Baltimore. Now we're gonna jump into the standings. And so I'm gonna go from bottom to the top in each division. And then break down the wild cards. Alright. In the American League East, which is a very competitive spot for second place, it's all over the place. But you got in fifth place is the Boston Red Sox, who are 60 and 62, 14 games out of first. And they've been playing six and four ball, which is all right. I mean, they're winning more than they're losing, but in this division, you need to be winning more than way need a little bit better than that because the teams above them are kind of pulling away from them. Then in fourth, it is the Baltimore Orioles, who are six three and fifty eight, ten and a half games back, who've been playing five hundred ball, not going up, not going down, not really helping them. Then it's the Toronto Blue Jays, who are sixty five and fifty five, eight games out of first, as they have been playing five and five ball. As they have been falling off from that second spot, as they're now tied with Tampa Bay, who's in second at 65-55, but have been playing 7-3 ball. As they are only eight games behind the first place, as the New York Yankees, who are 74-48, who went 3-7 and seven in the last two games, who has allowed this division to get tight. As if they can, I think they still got it, but if they have another couple weeks where they're playing bad, there's a chance that last week of the year could be Tampa or Toronto battling them for the division. Then in the American League Central, in last place is the Detroit Tigers, who are 47 and 76, 18 and a half games out of first, who are still playing below 500 ball, four and six. They're just one of the one of the most struggling struggling teams in baseball. Then in fourth is Kansas City, who is 49 and 74, 16 and a half games out of first, who are playing two and eight in the last ten games. Another team that's one that's been struggling all year, that's continuing to struggle. Then in third is. Which is this is one of the biggest divisions in baseball with with a fighting for a first spot. In the division, that's the Chicago White Sox are sixty two and fifty nine, two and a half games out of first, and are playing six and four ball, which is very good considering where they at and other teams are about the same with them. And it's the Minnesota Twins in second who are sixty two and fifty seven, a game and a half out of first, and are playing five and five ball. Then it's the Cleveland Guardians who are sixty four and fifty six, leading the division. Playing six and four ball the last ten games as these three teams are battling. And they can go either way with these last twenty to twenty-five games of the year. Then in the American League West, in last place is the Oakland A's, who are forty-five and seventy-seven, who are thirty-two and a half games out of first. They're out. There's no chance they can make the playoffs. 
as they went four and six in the last ten games struggling, but they have won two in a row. So maybe they can get a little run and finish the season on a high note. Then it's the Los Angeles A's who are 52 and 69, 25 games out of first, and a four and six in the last ten games again. The other team struggling. Then it's the Texas Rangers who are 55 and 66, 22 games out of first, who have actually won six out of the last ten games. Playing decent ball, trying to get the 500 ball. There's a chance they can get the 500 ball before the season's over. Then in Seattle, who is 66 and 56, 11 and a half games back, as they are six and four. I went six and four in the last ten games competing. Then it's the Houston Astros, who are 78 and 46, 78 and 45, as they are playing six and four in the last ten games. And I'm sorry about. The wild card thing. I completely did the wild card thing wrong. I'm gonna pull the rules up real quick and tell you how it really goes. I completely did. I did not know they had new rules for the wild card. That's my fault for not looking into it. I'm gonna pull it up right now. As beginning in 2022, the Major League Base. Postseason will now feature every three division winners from each from NL and AL and three wild card teams from NL and AL. As how they broke it down is the number one seed will be the best record will be the best league record, and the number two seed will be the second best division winner and the number three third best division winner. And then it goes four, fifth, and six is the best record, second best record, third best record of the nine division winners. As number one and number two seed, they'll get a buy. And the number three seed will host the number six seed in a best of three series. And the same will occur between the fourth and fifth seed as basically how it would be is one or two gets to buy. And the third best division winner has to play in a best of three game, best of three series against the last seed in the playoffs. And the fourth and fifth seed play in the best of three series. So basically, one or two get a buy. They wait to the divisional. National League Divisional Series that take on one of the one of the two teams that make it, and the wild card games are basically we for third place in divisions. It's crazy you could almost not make it to divisional, and even though you win your division because you got to play in the wild card format. So again, number one two seed gets buys, number th- and, the, and the third best record and the third best division winner will take on the last seed, which is number six. And the fourth and fifth seed would take on each other. And with that being said, as of right now, how it's looking in the wild card. In the wild card, it would be Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Minnesota. Which that can all change because you got three teams. It's not less than four games out with Minnesota being two and a half out. Baltimore being two and a half out. And Chicago being three and a half out. So right now, if we had to end the season... Wild card wise, Houston and New York would have to buy. Cleveland would end up take taking on Seattle and Tampa Bay be taking on Toronto, and that's how if the season ended it would look right now. And again, I apologize. I, I did not pay attention to the wild card format. That's my fault. I'm a sports guy. I should know that, and I apologize for that. But now we're gonna jump into the National League, and we'll do the same thing as the National League East. 
And last place is the Washington Nationals, who are 41 and 82, 38 games out of first as they're continuing to struggle and they're playing four and six balls right now. Then the fourth place is the Miami Marlins, who are 52 and 69, 26 games out of the first as they are really struggling right now, going two and eight. And the Philadelphia Phillies, who are 66 and 55, 12 and a half games out, have been struggling a little bit playing four and six balls. They made that big run. As I don't think they have enough time to really get back into it because the Mets and Braves will have to be struggling. Then the second is the Atlanta Braves, who was 75 and 48, four games out of first as they went 8 and 2 in the last 10 games, playing a run, trying to make a run at this division again. And in first place is the New York Mets, who was 79 and 44, as they went 6 and 4 in the last 10 games, holding that spot. But the two teams continue to play like this. The Braves win up winning this division. Then in the National League Central, in last place is Pittsburgh, who's 47-74, 2-8 in the last 10 games, continuing to be a struggling team. And this in fourth is the Cincinnati Reds, who are 48-71, 20 and a half games out of first as they're having a losing record in the last 10 games, going 4-6. and six. Then third is the Chicago Cubs, who are 52-68, 17 games out of first, and they're actually playing 7-3 ball, trying to build a better record. As they could still go have a 500 season in real fight. They go on a big run, and there's a possibility where they're playing right now. They got a chance. But all I can say is not going to happen. Then the second is the Milwaukee Brewers, who are 64 and 56. Five games out of first, as they went four and six in the last 10 games. And with that being said, the St. Louis Cardinals are 69 and 51, leading the division. They went eight and two in their last 10 games, and on a seven game winning streak, as they're looking to end this. And win their division this year. Then in the National League West, it is the Colorado Rockies in the last place at 53 and 70, 32 and a half games out of first as they are playing four and six ball right now. Still continuing to struggle. Now they can get a little run trying to make a 500 season, but chances are they're probably going to finish 20 games below 500. Then it's the Arizona Diamondbacks who are 55 and 66, 29 and a half games out of first as they, are, as they also are playing four and six ball. Then in third is the San Francisco Giants, who are 16-61, battling to be at 500. 24 and a half games out of first if they have played six and four ball. If they continue to play, they will have a winning record this year. But I see no playoffs in their chances. Then it's the San Diego Padres, who are 68-56, and 56, 18 games back out of first. Yes, 18 in their second. They're playing 500 ball. They probably need to play a little bit better ball if they want to take a chance to get in the wild card. They don't want to lose the opportunity. Then in first place is the best team in baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers, who are 84 and 36, and they've went 73 in the last 10 games. So, with that being said, as of right now, the Los Angeles Dodgers and New York Mets would be on buys. And the St. Louis Cardinals would end up taking on the Atlanta Braves. Yes, I said the Atlanta Braves. No, sorry. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing. The, sorry. I got this stuff wrote down. I looked at the wrong name. I apologize. But like I was saying, the um New York Mets and the Los Angeles Dodgers would get a bye before the wild card. Then the St. Louis Cardinals would end up taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. And Atlanta would end up taking on San Diego. But with that being said... Philly only has a game and a half lead over Milwaukee, but they're both playing under 500 balls. So who knows? 
San Francisco could get in this to make the playoffs, to get in the wild card games. Because they're only six games out at 60 and 61. But the chances of them getting in is very low. Not really low. I just don't think they can. I don't think the two teams are going to. I don't think the Phillies and Milwaukee are going to continue to play four and six ball. But that's how everything's looking in baseball as of right now. And now we're going to jump into week two NFL preseason games of this weekend. And tomorrow I will break down Monday's game. All right. We're going to start off with Thursday's long game. As it was, the Chicago Bears was taking on the Seattle Seahawks. As the Chicago Bears would ultimately end up winning this game 27-11. to As for Chicago... Nathan Peterman would have a very good game. Well, decent game going 8 out of 14 for 85 yards. And Fields would get some action going 5 out of 7 for 39. Lady Trevor Seaman picking up a touchdown. Going 8 out of 15 for 48 yards and one touchdown. And Darrington Evans would end up getting a rushing touchdown for Chicago. He would go 8 carries for 39 yards and a touchdown. And Jake Tones would end up picking up the long touch, long passing touchdown as he would have one catch for two yards and ended up being a touchdown. Then with Seattle, Jacob Easton would end up playing very pretty good ball, 17 out of 35, 141 yards, and Geno Smith would go 10 out of 18 for 112 yards, but no touchdown. And Darwin Thompson. Seattle would end up getting six carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. As that would be their long touchdown, as they would, as they would have one fumble loss. As they would fumble, as Seattle would put the ball on the ground three times and lose one. And defensively, they did not play good. They did not play how they needed to play. So Chicago picks up their second going 2-0 in the preseason. Seattle goes 0-2. Then we're going to go into Friday's games as it was the Carolina Panthers taking on the New England Patriots. As the New England Patriots would end up going, going to 500 and putting Carolina to 500 with a 20-10 victory. As for Carolina, P.J. Walker would end up going 8 out of 15. For 107 yards, we end up throwing two picks. And the rookie, Matt Corral, would go 9 out of 15 for 58 yards. Running the ball, they didn't have really nobody big. Hubbard would go six carries for 22 yards. Um, receiving, they just threw the ball where nobody really had a big impact game for Carolina. And then for the Patriots, Matt Jones would come in. The first quarter would go 4 out of 8 for 61 yards. And Bailey Zape would go 16 out of 25, 173 yards in the pick. As Ty Montgomery would end up playing and get four carries for 13 yards and a touchdown, as that would be their long touchdown on offense. As this game was very, as I had this game in hand with the, with, the, with the Carolina picking up too many interceptions. Then with New Orleans Saints. Taking on the Green Bay Packers as the Green Bay Packers would put New Orleans 0-2 in the preseason to pick up their first preseason win as they would win 20-10. As for New Orleans, it would be Ian Book basically playing the whole game, going 16 out of 20, 113 yards and a touchdown in the pick. And he would also get seven carries for 49 yards, and the only touchdown would be by Chris Aleve, who would go two catches for 28 yards. 
as Inbook would lose a fumble in different Green Bay. Jordan Love will go 12 out of 24, 113 yards and a touchdown. And Danny Tilling will go four carries, 48 yards and a touchdown. And Rainbow Doves will end up getting up the Packers catching touchdown with three catches, 24 yards and that touchdown. Then we go to the Houston, Texas, taking on the Los Angeles Rams, which was a very good game. I actually got to catch this game. It was very good. It was very good. As Davis Mills, he made two big throws late in the tech as they would beat them. Like, he struggled in the first half, having five and a half drives going nowhere. And... He would end up going 10 out of 17 for 96 yards and a touchdown. As they would have, Jeff Driscoll would come in and go play going 3 out of 3 for a touchdown. And Kyle, and, and Kyle Allen would end up going 9 out of 12 for 71 yards and touchdowns. They would have three different quarterbacks throw touchdowns. As Collins, Sherrick, and Quinterio would be the three catches for touchdowns. And for the Rams, Perkins would go 11 out of 13 for 123 yards. And Waffle would go 14 out of 22 for 142 yards. As Rogers would be the only person that picked up a touchdown offensively. As they would end up getting a fumble on a big play, getting in the end too. They would keep them in this game with two field goals. But Texans, they was offensively, they was moving a whole lot better and they got this win. Then for Saturday's games... It was the Denver Broncos taking on Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills would destroy Denver forty-two to fifteen. As Josh Allen would ended up getting a touchdown, Case Keenum would go eight sixteen out of eighteen, one hundred ninety-two yards and a touchdown. As offensively, they would really be just tearing them up. And there's nothing Denver could do. There's really nothing to say about this. You can just tell by the score, Buffalo dominated this game. Then it was the Detroit Lions taking on the Indianapolis Colts, giving Indianapolis their second loss and putting Detroit at one and one with a twenty-seven to twenty-six victory. As this was a very great game, as Sam Ellinger for Indianapolis would go nine out of 11, 136 yards and two touchdowns, and then Miles Payton would get. Five catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. But it would ultimately come up to the Lions with Boyle going 12 out of 15 for 99 yards and a touchdown. Bullock going 16 out of 22 for 76 yards, a touchdown in the pick. And Economic would end up getting a big touchdown late with the only rest of touchdown for the Denver, Detroit, Denver and giving them this 27 to 26 win. As the Kansas City Chiefs was taking on the Washington. Commanders, as they would pick up their first win of the year, knocking Washington 0-2 as they would win 24-14. As Patrick Mahomes would play a little bit more in this game, as he would just go 12 out of 19, 162 yards and two touchdowns. And Fleet Davis would end up getting him a one little one little touchdown. As Fort Sin would end up getting both touchdowns for Kansas City, going four catches for 19 yards and two touchdowns. Then for the Commanders, rookie Sam Howell, We'll go 10 out of 18, 122 yards, but a long pick. And 
And Heineke would go eight, would go nine out of twelve for eighty-three yards and one touchdown. And Jared Patterson would get the rush touchdown for Washington as Kansas City picks up this twenty-four to fourteen win. Then it was the Tennessee Titans in a very defensive battle with Tampa Bay beating them thirteen to three, giving Tampa Bay the zero two start. And Tennessee going one and one as Malik Willis will have another decent game, going seven out of seventeen for eighty yards and a touchdown. And five carries for 42 yards and for 42 yards. Kyle Trask would have a decent game, 11 out of 24 for Tampa Bay, but going 104 yards and throwing a long pick. Then it was the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Miami Dolphins. As the Raiders would technically win the third playoff preseason game because they played the all-star game. As this was a very competitive game. As Thompson for Miami would go 9 out of 10, 129 yards in the touchdown. Jared Statham would go 7 out of 10, 80 yards. And Brown for Las Vegas would get 9 carries for 70 yards. This this was a very competitive game. Coming down to the end, but the Raiders ultimately ended up winning this game. Then it was the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. At San Francisco will go 2-0 in the preseason, knocking Minnesota to 0-2 with a 17-7 victory. As Kellen Mond would really struggle for Minnesota, going 10 out of 20, 82 yards and two picks. They wouldn't have no big plays from anybody all game, really. And Field for San Francisco will go 13 out of 17, 102 yards and a touchdown. And special teams played a big part in this game at San Francisco was able to soundly defeat Minnesota. Then it was the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on Jacksonville, giving Jacksonville the third loss of the season because, remember, again, they played in the Hall of Fame game, and and Pittsburgh would win 16-15. As George Pickens has slowed down a little bit in this preseason game, as he would only get two catches for six yards, but you know it's preseason they gonna spread the ball around. But Mason Rudolph would end up going 11, 17 out of twenty one for one hundred twenty seven yards and a touchdown, and Kenny Pickett would go six out of seven for seventy six yards and a touchdown, and that would be their big plays as Snead and Snell Jr. would both pick up touchdowns. Then for Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence would go out there. He would go fourteen out of twenty one, one hundred thirty three yards with EJ Perry. Would end up going six out of eleven for ninety-two yards in the pick. As CJ, Bret Hart would get there. Long touchdown offensively. This is a very competitive game, but Pittsburgh was able to come out with a win. Then it was the Dallas Cowboys defeating the Los Angeles Chargers, knocking them to zero two, making Dallas three and two. Was able to go thirty-two to eighteen. As as Turpin. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't. As Kevontae Turpin will pick up a kick return for a touch and a pump turn for a touchdown, which will ultimately give him this win because they won by 14. As Will Greer will go 6 out of 10 for 98 yards. Howell and Davis will both end up getting a rushing touchdown in this game because they were able to run the ball really good. Then for the Chargers, it was. Chase Daniel going 13 out of 12 for 111 yards and a touchdown. And Palmer would get three catches for 75 yards with a touchdown for the Chargers. And Bandy would get eight catches for 69 yards with a touchdown. As the two special team plays 
would give Dallas this win. Then in Sunday's games, it was the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Cleveland Browns. As Philadelphia would win this game 21-20, making both teams 1-1. One one. As for the Eagles, Minshaw would go 14-17 for 142 yards. But it would be Reed Sennett picking up the long pass and touchdown for Philadelphia, going four out of nine with 69 yards and a touchdown. And they would have two rushing touchdowns from Scott and Gainwell for Philly. And, and that would really what we get the game was a two rushing touchdowns, with big rushing plays. And it was very good. Now for Cleveland, Joshua Dawes would end up going out there getting 14, we'd go 14 out of 20 for 141 yards. And Kelly would go 14 out of 14 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. And Joshua Dogs would go four carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. They just didn't have enough to beat Philly today, last night. Then it was the New York Giants taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. As New York Giants well, had win 25-22, making them 2-0, putting Cincinnati at 0-2. And as Brandon Allen would go 14 out of 20 for 105 yards. Jake Brandon would go 10 out of 16 for 89 yards for Cincinnati. Jaquise Patrick would go, would have four carries, 28 yards for a touchdown for Cincinnati. And Williams would go nine carries, 28 yards for a touchdown for Cincinnati. That would be their two really offensive touchdowns. But David Webb would have a great game for New York, going 22 out of 27, 204 yards and a touchdown. And Daniel Jones would come in with 14 carries, 14, 14 out of 16, 116 yards, but he would have a pick. And Deshaun Corbin would end up going having nine carries for 27 yards and a touchdown. As Alex Beckman for New York would ball out, have 11 catches, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. As New York would pick up the win. Then in the last game, it was the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Arizona Cardinals. As Baltimore was now 2-0 with the 24-17 win, knocking Arizona to 1-1. As Tyler Huntley would have a very good game. 13 out of 14, 129 yards and a touchdown. As Webb would have two catches, 46 yards and a touchdown. And Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina would have eight catches for 100 yards and a touchdown for Baltimore. And for the Cardinals, Trace McSorley would have a very good game, but he would also struggle as he would, he had a very good game stat-wise. But performance-wise, he struggled as he was 18-34, 229 yards, but two picks. And that's what ultimately really cost him this game. But he did get, he had five carries for five yards and a touchdown. But that killed him, and Kirkland had two catches, 18 yards, and a touchdown. As they would not have enough to defeat Baltimore. As that is all of the preseason playoff games, there's the only game left is the game tonight with the Atlanta Falcons taking on the New York Jets. And tomorrow when I come tomorrow when we'll break down that game. And we will talk about Major League Baseball scores from last night. And we will from tonight I mean. And that's what the Marshall is playing for. So that's it for today's show guys and I appreciate everything. Appreciate y'all tuning in. And in case y'all missed the announcement on Facebook, I'm no longer doing weekend posts. I should have said that.
Friday. But I ended up thinking I was going to do one, get one out Saturday morning, and I didn't. So that's my fault, and I apologize, y'all. But I appreciate each one of y'all. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all being loyal members of the show. As we'll be back tomorrow with the last preseason game of week two to talk about and Major League Baseball scores. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Let's hit pray we'll get out of here. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another successful day, another successful podcast. Without you, none of this is possible. We all know that. So we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Remember, y'all have a blessed Monday. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning. And remember, it's all gas, no breaks, all 2022. Peace. We out.